Welcome to another edition of the Business and Personal Podcast, where we bring you closer to the people you do business with. And I'm really excited today to bring on Rami Paulus. He's the creator and founder of Midwestern Janitorial. They've been around for six years and um, continue to expand. And uh, I've just met Rami here recently and great guy. And I think you all will like him and uh, really be interested in his story. So Rami, let's just kind of start uh, at the top here. You know, what... What is your background and what eventually led you to creating Midwestern Janitorial? Uh, <clears throat> I was an actor and writer living in LA after living in New York, after many years playing in bands here in Detroit. So I was an artist for my teen years and for my early and mid twenties. And I come from a business family, but the business is in Nigeria, Africa. Uh, in pipeline construction. So I'm completely removed growing up from the family business. And so I've got no real exposure to business per se. I've spent my entire young adult life as an artist gaining no uh, uh, employable skills. And, and I was unemployable too, just because I just had an attitude that, that wouldn't allow somebody to employ me for too long, you know? Um, but I was, uh, I was an actor and a writer and I, was, I could do that. I could live in a small town, a small city. I could live in a big city in a small apartment and uh, pursue the arts. I could have done that for my entire life. Um, and then I met my now wife. I was uh, 25, something like that. And um, once we got engaged, a light bulb kind of went off in my mind and I made a very sharp pivot. I knew that I wanted a family suddenly. That was never a desire. I knew that I wanted to provide for a wife that hadn't entered my, my psyche ever before. And uh, it's, it's not like I lost my passion for the arts. I just became more passionate about these things that I'm talking about. And so, okay, now I know I want to do these things. I also want to move back to Detroit, be part of the old community, and I want to be in business what kind of business? I've got no skills. And so I looked at 30 different things. I spent about a year doing that. And um, I came across janitorial several times. And every time I came across it, I kept noticing some of the same trends, industry trends, locally at least, which were that the janitorial firms could only ever price compete because their clientele never really believed they were worth anything more. They had self-commoditized. They had huge amounts of turnover. Uh, something like you'd hire an employee and two weeks later that employee would be gone. That's the typical way of things. They also had huge turnover with their clientele. So you'd onboard a customer and that customer would lose faith in six to 12 months and leave and you knew that was going to happen. So you were always selling, 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 selling trying to find the next batch of customers. And you were always selling to a, a new pipeline of employees as well, because they were going to turn over very quickly. So you'd get what you could from each group, but it was never lasting. And uh, maybe because I was, a, I considered myself to be a creative type all those years, I felt that I could come and fill a little gap in this industry. And I could maybe attract, let's say, uh, the kinds of clients who, if I could provide them something truly valuable, would want to stay with me forever. Maybe I could attract those people. And maybe I could attract the kinds of employees who I could develop 
over many years who would be with me forever. And if I could do those two things, then it was well worth it. So I pursued this business. And uh, our first customer was an indoor sports complex chain with about a half a million square feet. And the first six months of taking over a half a million square feet is brutal. It's brutal, man. I had no clue what I was doing. I had no idea how to do the things I just mentioned, how to attract the right people, how to keep them. I was just taking anybody who would come and I just, you know, I was just bleeding from every, uh, every which way. And so uh, if I could get a week, great. 10 days, phenomenal. And I couldn't sleep. This was no way. This was no way to, to run a business, especially uh, the, the kind that I had set out to do. But that six-month period really squeezed, really squeezed me. It put a lot of pressure on me. And, um, and it sort of chiseled me into what we currently are as a company. Uh, and I figured out how to attract the right people, how to retain the right people. And once I did that, my customers started to take note and started to comment and say, this is what you're doing well, you should keep doing this, you know? Um, so two years into that, I found that the greatest need for what I was doing was gonna be in the medical sector. And more specifically, it was going to be in privately owned businesses, let's say physician owned or group owned, and they had several clinics around town that were all geographically decentralized. And their primary business isn't real estate, and it's not property management. It's medicine or therapy or health. And so they don't have the time to be pulled away for things like maintenance issues. And their public image depends on the cleanliness of the facility. So I located these people. I knew I could help them. Once I convinced one or two to trust me, uh, then it was now proving it. And uh, over the course of the next few years, we have, uh, we have attracted uh, a wonderful small group of clients. We've had the exact same faces in terms of employees in their buildings the entire time. Uh, during the entire pandemic, I've lost one of 23 employees. And so what I set out to do, I'm doing, and it feels very, very special. So, you know, you have this well thought out business plan, Rami, and uh, you worked out the kinks and now you've got this well-oiled machine. But as you mentioned, the pandemic does hit. Um, yeah. that, and that affected everybody, uh, but you still have an essential business there. But what changes or um, what sort of evolution have you had in your company around that? Well, I, not only do I have an essential business, but I have uh, uh, my clientele are the essential businesses. And so um, uh, medical groups, health groups are expanding right at the beginning of the pandemic because they have more people to serve now. Uh, a deeper need. And so they're expanding their footprint. As they expand their footprint, it expands my footprint because I go with them wherever they go. And so the pandemic made, made me more important to my existing clients and made janitorial as an industry more important to prospective clients who either hadn't used janitorial before or had used it, but now knew that they needed to shop for a higher caliber of services. And, um, 
so yeah, I mean, it just it just uh, it just positioned us as as a more important piece of facility maintenance than ever before. You know, so you mentioned earlier that you know when potential customers look at janitorial, they're just like, "What's one difference from one company to the next? You're all just kind of doing the same. You're just cleaning out my mess." But do you think there's been a heightened um, interest in, in digging deeper and getting more information from your prospective customers than there was before now that cleanliness is even more important than ever. Yeah, yeah. Now the customers, because they're more laser focused on janitorial to solve a bigger problem, um, which is not only environmental control, but again, public image, reputational control, um, their level of due diligence is a lot deeper. Uh, so they're now going to going to filter through a greater number of vendors looking for the right one. And I think that they're more prepared now for a partnership than ever before. Now, now let's be honest, you know, which, which you, what you do is not an exciting topic. It's probably not something that's interesting to most businesses. But uh, what do you try to do to maybe bring a little bit of a flair to it where people are actually interested in working with you and, and make it an enjoyable experience? Um, it's a good question, Ryan. And I think that, 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 that's fitting for many businesses, but I, I, I could be wrong. I don't think it's fitting for mine. I don't think that, I don't think that making my business exciting or sexy or interesting or something like that is the right focus. We solve a major problem for companies who own lots of real estate. And I think the last thing that, that me or any of my cohorts should be doing is focusing inwardly about how attractive we are. What we should be doing is focusing on competence and positioning ourselves as people who solve a serious problem. And there's thousands of janitorial companies. I can assure you, not all of them are competent and they don't all solve a real problem. So by simply focusing on competence, that's all you need to do to separate yourself from the pack in my opinion, you know? So your name is Midwestern Janitorial, but that might be under review because you just keep expanding and expanding. So uh, just tell our listeners um, what's been going on recently. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I was in Sacramento a couple of weeks ago, uh, setting up a cleaning team for uh, a couple of clinics for an ABA firm here in Detroit, who we've been with for four years. And um, I was in Nashville recently doing something similar. And so this, this does create a problem for the whole Midwestern uh, uh, concept. When I, when I started, I thought there's going to be so much business in the, in the state, I'll never need to expand, but maybe, just maybe, I will. So in case, I'll call it Midwestern. And, uh, but what I didn't know at the time was that we would, we would have such a, such a small roster of really quality, rapidly growing clients. And so those clients, I don't know what their growth plan is. Like I said, one's in California. Another is in Nashville. We're going to Atlanta soon. Um, so, yeah, it's 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 but but it's not it's not just it's not just the, the the regionality that creates the issue. It's also what our focus has become because we're no longer generalists. We're now almost strictly focused on medical. Therefore, we need to uh, we need to start positioning ourselves uh, differently, and that's probably going to entail a different name. Well, you know, sometimes companies change their names for not good reasons, but uh, this would be just because of growth and new opportunities. So I consider that a great reason. 
to change Yes. So Thank you. you're, I know you're always busy trying to connect with people and, you know, do good in the community. How important is it to you to make community involvement part of what your company does? Very. Um, okay. So part of why we attract and retain top talent is because we're, we're finding, we're, we're finding people who are immersed and involved in their immediate communities around them. They're people who make an actual difference, not just in their, in their family life, but in their family life, they're leaders, they're leaders in their work life, they're leaders in their small communities. And so we're always, we're always presented with, with unique opportunities to get into some community involvement. And uh, lately it's been, a couple of employees have exposed us to projects that they're doing in their local communities to make a difference, um, mostly in homelessness. And uh, these are people who have been with us for years, employees who have been with us for years. So uh, if, if, they, if they believe in this project that they're doing, uh, we're going to back them. And that puts us uh, in a beautiful uh, uh, position to to uh, find pockets of communities we would have never been exposed to and do something that's a bit different, you know? Um, I mean, obviously we can, we can find the large, the large companies who connect individuals like us with causes, but it's way cooler to be on the ground um, doing it for, on an individual to individual basis with the people who are the beneficiaries. That's very cool. So. Absolutely not. Yeah. Well, you know, I know you have a lot of testimonials for your company already, and it's hard to pick out any particular one, but is there maybe from the clients that you've attained, like a success story that really is gratifying for you? Maybe someone that was extremely unhappy with the previous company they were working with, you came in and changed their outlook. Is there anything that kind of stands out in that regard? Um, yeah, there is. Let me just think of how I want to speak on their behalf. Okay, so the project that's been the most gratifying because it's had it's had the it's it's given the client the the sharpest contrast has been a company uh, called Gateway Pediatric. Gateway Pediatric Therapy is an ABA firm, and when we started with them, they had six clinics, and now they have. 14 or 15. And uh, they're also branching out of the state quite rapidly. When we started with them, again, they only had six clinics, but they already, they were already experiencing a major continuity problem. So they have this huge operation going and they have all of these talented staff who are providing therapy services and they need to be focused on providing therapy services, not on anything else, including cleaning. And so to the extent that their employees were needing to compensate for their cleaning company, and they were, and to the extent that their customers, the parents receiving services on behalf of their children were going to different clinics and having vastly different experiences in cleanliness. This was causing headaches for gateway leadership because they were always getting calls from staff about 
the incompetence of the cleaning company, and they were getting reviews from parents, which is hurting their public image. So uh, our, our time courting them was long. It was like seven months, but it was worth it because we had a bunch of conversations. In person, we'd sit down, we'd talk, we'd brainstorm ideas, and they weren't sure if they wanted to take the risk of bringing all of their clinics under one roof with one vendor. If anything, they were motivated to have several vendors so that wherever and whenever it didn't work, they could get rid of one vendor and consolidate and still be safe. So trying to convince them that it made sense to go with one and that they would be safe with me was not easy. It took a long time. And they had been burned very, very badly by other, other janitorial companies. But we convinced them it took many months and uh, that, was, that was over four years ago. And every time they're ready to expand with us for another clinic, it's like the most seamless, easy thing for them to do because now they get it. They get it. They just, they just send over the information and they go take over. They totally trust that we're going to think of everything from start to finish that needs to occur so that there's not going to be this weight of responsibility on their shoulders when they're trying to focus on opening a clinic and attracting new clients. Um, so that's been, that's been the most gratifying. And we hear from them frequently that, that you know, we give, them, we give them confidence and peace of mind. And what could be better? Absolutely. I mean, that's a great story. And it's evidence of just how a company can expand and grow like you have quickly yeah. um, when you get connected with a client like that. So yeah. we'd love to help you generate more success stories. So for anybody listening to this podcast that might be interested in your services, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you and get started? Yeah. First, if you want to learn about us, visit the website, midwesternjanitorial.com. Um, or if you want to just brainstorm, just call me 248 881-7489 or shoot me an email, Rami, R-A-M as in Mary I at MidwesternJanitorial.com. Very good, Rami. Uh, awesome story. People love hearing uh, success stories from the ground up like this. Who knows where you're headed, but uh, it seems like you're heading in the right direction for sure. Thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate the invitation, man. Thank you very much, Ryan. All right. Take care.